Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. And today we'll be reviewing Wolf Song, the first book in TJ Klune's Green Creek series. Before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all your support. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Yes. All right. So, chitty chat. (laughs) Chit chat. (laughs) Oh, I have something funny to share. Please share something funny. This is an MM romance. Um, So, my. Son Jacob was at the house this week. My son, your cousin, who is yes. gay. Oh, wait. And no, he's my cousin. I had yes. no idea. <laughs> well, I'm not letting you know. I'm letting them know. I'm joking. Guys. <laughs> Guys. So Jacob is – oh, Jacob is such a sweetheart. But he's so like he's a sweet my child. Angel. He's a sweet, sweet boy. But anyway, I was showing him something on my phone and I pulled up my phone. And in the background is the illustration from that Jamila Mejio had made of Zadora and Devraj. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's from my Is Jacob book. attracted to Devraj? Girl. She goes, <laughs> she goes, he said, um, oh, he's hot. And I was like, yes, he is, Jacob. And Thank so I you. Like, I created him, son. This, so is, this, like, is, this is my imagination. I know. You're welcome. It was it was the first, like, mom-son moment where we both thought the oh, same was guy that, was, was hot. Was that, like, the first moment that he, like, openly was like, I believe that guy is hot? And you're yes. like, yes, he fucking is. I think yes, he is, too. It really was. Oh, that's so great. I know. Because we've talked about him dating and stuff. And, like, I'm totally 100% into Shit's Creek right now, which I know you haven't watched yet. I haven't, but I do want to once I have time. God, over the break. <laughs> it won't be till summer, break, honestly. It yeah. won't be till summer. You're, you're, oh, well, you're going to binge the whole thing. But like David and Patrick, like Patrick in the, in the series, I'm like, Jacob, I just want you to find a sweet boy like Patrick or David. Like, please. Like, I just want <laughs> But Jacob to, is like, the sweet boy. I know. Jacob he's Patrick. Is the sweet he's boy. Patrick. So he needs to find somebody a little more outgoing like David. But um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, Jacob's like ox, but like not yes. not that much. Not like as ox. not as not as um. He's very much like ox personality wise. Personality wise, yeah. he's very much like ox. He's he just doesn't have the same slender. kind of like yeah, like alpha ish. Um, I guess I don't know what is the word. I don't know. Ox is very sensitive. Yeah. So but is like. Jacob. Jacob's kind of he's a He's very sensitive, very like <clears throat> much about family and stuff like that. And he's not very outgoing. And, that's Jacob. He's um, an introvert. Yeah, very much of an introvert. <laughs> just like me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's why I like love Juliet's family so much is because I'm like, my people. Yeah, Hello. exactly. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, my creative, my um, all up in the feels people. Thank yeah. you very much. Sensitive. But yeah, no, I definitely think that Jacob's like ox. So he needs a Joe. He needs like a Joe and their family yes, to be like the Joe. Bennett's. He needs the family a Joe. To be like the Bennett's and outgoing, he needs yeah. like Carter and Kelly to be yes. like the crazy ones yes. and stuff like that. So yes. that's fun. He that's needs fun. That. I want that for my boy. <sighs> I do too. Shout oh. little Jacob. I, I love him. Love him. Love I him. Love. Guys, exciting news um, today, which honestly they'll be out by the time that this podcast is aired. But I just got in all the pins from <gasps> the Kickstarter, oh the gosh. enamel pins, all the read romance pins, and they're beautiful. I love them. I still have to quality check all of them. And I'm just so excited to send them out to everybody. And hopefully 
During December, I will be able to get my Etsy store up and running so that everybody can buy a pin. If you did miss the Kickstarter, I will be selling the enamel oh pins, and I'm just so excited Your about Etsy them. Etsy store is going to be up. I know. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'm just so excited. This is something that we've been planning. And just like we talked about, Jamila Mejia is like the most phenomenal, amazing artist. And she she creates the most amazing illustrations Mm -hmm. for both of us. And I just couldn't have done it without her. And I'm so excited to have these. They're so pretty and so new and And so fresh. We love you, Jamila. And thank you. We love you, Jamila. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Well, tonight we're recording Wolf Song. And this is a book that we both recently read yes. but we immediately decided to put it on the podcast because yes. it meant so much to both of us it was like one of those reads that like immediately stick with you you know 100%. it's a read that it's like i will never forget this never and never. it will always stay with me i love this book and wow amazing and, and I, I just have to point out really quickly before we get into any particulars that this is a male author and yes, this is the first male author that we've featured on the podcast, correct? I believe it is. And I mean, there aren't many male romance. I don't, have I read any other male romance authors? I have read a couple male romance authors. I, look, y'all, I'm going to just right now tell you that maybe I'm just a little bit biased toward female <laughs> romance writers because I just feel like they're, I feel like they reach into the emotional sensitivity better. But TJ Klune proved me wrong. Like this book, it's fucking poetry. It is so beautiful. Yes, I can't yes. wait to talk about. His I cried style several of times. Thank you, Justin. Yes. You you predicted it, and I, I did. did. I did. We'll talk about. Well, all those I told moments. her I was like I cried. So if I cried. You have to cry. <laughs> you're definitely, like, like, you're bawling if like you're a not baby. crying. Then I don't know what I'm doing because I mean I'm pretty <laughs> sure so you will. Bad. But so um, I don't think I went in. I knew T.J. Klune was a male author going in. I don't think I went in with any expectations. My expectations came from where I discovered the book from, and it was from BookTube. Thank you, BookTube. Yeah. Um, so I follow a ton of BookTubers. One of the BookTubers that I trust with a lot of recommendations is Jessica from Peace Love Books, and she was saying how Wolf Song was one of her favorite reads of last year, and this all came out during the Paranormal Romance Readathon. Right. Which I absolutely adore these readathons because they honestly don't force me, but they give me a reason to be like, I'm not just reading for pleasure. This is like right. a thing. This is a community right. thing. It I want to be part it, of the exactly. community. It gives you a challenge. Yes. And it's a like a little bit of a challenge being like, I'm going to set this astronomical number of books as my TBR and I need to complete all of them. But so Jessica brought this up because she read Wolf Song last year and she wants to read the second one for the, uh, for the, Readathon, and it was originally pu- published like 2016. 2016 yeah, no, twenty like so four it's years not, ago. It hasn't it's been not published recently. <laughs> and so then Crystal also put Wolf Song on her TBR, and I put Wolf Song on my TBR. Lots of people put Wolf Song. I couldn't wait, so I read Wolf Song before the actual readathon, mm-hmm. and I put the second book on my Paranormal Romance TBR. And oh. My well, God. Well, I saw our friend Liver Lady on Instagram. Like, oh, that was going another crazy over Wolf Song. I'm like, so what is Nalika, happening? She started reading Wolf yeah. Song and she does these amazing like updates whenever she yes, reads. She shows you like gifts mm-hmm. on her Instagram story of yeah. her like reaction. She does like reaction 
um, posts on her Instagram story yeah, while she's, she's reading, reading books. And mm-hmm. she read Wolf Song. She immediately jumped into Raven Song, immediately jumped into Heart Song. <laughs> and then Brother Song, like, just so happened to be published, like, in two weeks later. So yeah. she was, like, on top mm-hmm. of everything. And she was she is honestly what pushed me over the edge because she was, like – I'm overcome with emotion well, and feelings. Look, I'm I'm gonna be look, I saw everybody going shitballs crazy over it. And then Jessen went crazy and she's like, look, look, Juliet, just I'm saying you need to read this. <laughs> she was like calmly telling me and and I was like bracing myself, like because I don't know why. It's like when everybody gets all crazy about a book, I it's immediately it's kind of like lower your expectations yes. or be like, oh, I probably won't like this because yeah, everyone I'm just likes gonna it. Settle down and we're gonna wait. You and know see. what? I have to say that um overhyping a book is completely real, it's completely valid. And right. I've had it happen to me where this has been like the darling of everyone. And I'm like, oh, well, obviously it's going to be a five-star read. And I read it. And then it doesn't hit me the same way that it hit everybody else. And I feel like something's wrong with me. Right. So like right. I get it. Right. And I don't want to overhype a book. But this yeah. is a podcast about books that we love. So, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to not be like we fucking yeah. love this book. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. the way that it came about that I was like, okay, well, I'm finally going to read it because I've seen so many – I hadn't seen that much about it besides those three people that I mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Malika and Jessica and Crystal. I hadn't seen so much about it. So it didn't feel overly hype for me. It was just like, to me, it almost felt new. It was like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen many people and these people that I trust that yeah. I usually have very well, similar reading it. tastes Exactly, to. exactly. And so I feel like, it but was, maybe for other people, because yeah. after this paranormal romance readathon, so many people read Wolf Song that I feel like maybe other people right. are gonna be like, "This is a hyped book." Exactly. For me, it was like new for a hot second, and then all of a sudden, everybody's Everybody reading. Was talking. It. About everybody's it. talking about it before I got to it. And um, and I'll be quite honest. I read. I messaged Jessen. The next, I read like six percent. It happened to be like I took like some sinus medication, so I couldn't even make myself stay up. I read like 6% of the book and I went, I went to sleep. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I can't do this. So I went to sleep in the next morning and like I was messaging Jess and I was like, look, I'm not saying I don't like it. First of all, I love Ox, but at the same time, I'm terrified because Listen, it's so sad she, and I get Juliet, all like crazy. As much as I say that I can only stand a certain level of angst. Juliet can stand <laughs> less than I can. So yeah. I, I knew that too. And as soon as she said that, I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to temper my expectations for her love of the book because there are some angsty moments. But honestly, would you say that TJ Klune does a really good job of balancing very lighter moments oh, to like counteract yeah. all of that? Oh, like it's not beyond angst beyond, central. Beyond. And you and I even compared it. I was like, look, my favorite kind of balanced book with angst and love and joy and everything else is Archer's voice. And you're yes. like, I think this is sort of like the paranormal version of that. I think yes. it is. And, and Jessen's right. Like, as soon as I got past that opening moment and we get more into when he meets Joe. It's so good. It's Joe, so good. It's so good. Like, and the Bennett's and like everything starts to unfold. I'm like, I'm fucking 1000% into this. Yes. And I loved it beyond reason. Yes. I just can't even. So we both give this five plus stars. Five plus plus plus. Amazing. TJ yeah. Klune, you have a reader for life. Yeah. And every time that I posted about a new book that I finished with by TJ Klune, everyone is like, have you read this book yet by him? And I know <laughs> that a lot of people really love The House by the Cerulean Sea as yes, well. Yes, I've seen that. Which, first of all, that 
that cover looks phenomenal it as does. well. It's very pretty. And I know that Jessica also really loved that because too. So I'm going to read that one as well. I only have Brother Song to finish for this series, the Green yeah. Creek series. I've read all um I've read I have Wolf more than Song. You. <laughs> yeah. I've read I've read Wolf Song, Raven Song, and Heart Song. So I only have Brother yeah. Song to go. I cannot wait for Juliet to get to Heart Song because Heart, oh, as much as I as much as I love Wolf Song and Wolf Song is like amazing. Heart Song, I think, edges it out just a tad bit. Oh, I just God, can't so wait because I know it's about Kelly and I love I'm Kelly. Fucking, He's fucking just adorable. so let's yeah. talk about these characters, guys. Our main character, who we get the entire point of view, the whole book is from his point of view, is Ox. And he is, we meet them, all the characters, whenever they're very young. We meet Ox whenever he's like 12. Yeah. His father is leaving the family. And Ox is now having to become like the man of the house. And his father like told him that. The thing about Ox is like he's like what I classify a gentle giant. He's a very big looking dude and he could be very intimidating. But he's honestly a super softy inside. And he's very emotional. And I love that type of character and hero. But he's had to grow up very quickly. It's just he and his mom. And they live in the small town of Green Creek. But luckily, he had some amazing people. And I think that this is what sets this book like above the rest is because he's honestly surrounded by so many awesome people. As much as he gets bullied in school, it's like normal, stupid children things that happen at school but like the grown-ups in his life like his mother is amazing yeah and so maggie's amazing and also gordo which gordo was the boss of his dad and he owns an auto shop and he kind of takes ox under his wing and i just really love that because he had a support system as much as he was lacking in the father department and as much as he had to grow up super fast i think that he had such a great support system that his inner just like Sweet baby angelness <laughs> never got to be crushed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He got to keep that sort yeah. of innocence about himself. And I mean, it's just completely capitalized on once the Bennett's enter the scene. So yeah. the other hero is Joe. And this is a bit of an age gap romance. Oh. There is six years between the two. And you do meet both the protagonists whenever they're very young. But I think it's very important to the story. It's not YA. But you do get to experience part of the story through their, like, young minds. Right. Their, it their starts point when of they're view. young. And then it kind but of proceeds But then we to go to adulthood. And right. I think that it's very important. I think that T.J. Klune is an absolute master mind whenever he introduces you to these characters. I don't want to say too much about Joe until we get into the spoiler section. But yeah. I do want to say that Ox and his mother live in a you know, dead end road. They live on this one lane off yeah. the main road where there are two houses. Two houses. One who is that's been abandoned for years. Nobody has lived there. Right. And suddenly when Ox is almost 16, this family moves in, the Bennetts, mm-hmm. and they have three sons, one of which is Joe. And Joe is this precocious little 10-year-old, and he is hilarious. I love their first meeting. It's oh one God. of my favorite books. The little tornado. Favorite scenes in the book. <laughs> little tornado. And the friendship that develops, because this is a friends to lovers romance, the, yes. friends that, the friendship that develops between Joe and Ox is so innocent and pure and beautiful, and I can't wait to start talking about the way that TJ Klune has set this romance up because it's amazing. It's phenomenal. I honestly cannot get over it. Just talking about it like has given me the chills. It's amazing. Yeah. So, guys. If y'all haven't read this. If you have not read this You're a crazy person. No. I'm not going to call you crazy. (laughs) I will. Go read it. 
please go read the book if you don't want to be spoiled because we will be talking about all the details of the book. So we're going to move on to the spoiler section now. Hey guys, I just wanted to remind you about the great promo we have with Stitcher. You can try out Stitcher Premium for one month free of charge by using the code SMART at checkout. That's S-M-A-R-T. Their premium subscription with Stitcher has tons of cool perks like exclusive episodes from your favorite podcasts. We love Stitcher Premium and we know you will too. Don't forget to use the code SMART for your free trial. Now back to Wolf Song. All right, guys, we're in the spoiler section. Y'all, y'all. We're going to spoil all the details about Wolf Song and what makes this such a special read that sticks with me. So let me share with you what had my heart like, like clenching into a little tight ball of anguish. At the beginning of the book, and that is, um, we get the background of Ox and his father, and his father leaving the family. And it, like, it opens up with where his father is leaving. He's abandoning them, okay? Him and his mom. And it's like, look, you're kind of dumb, and you're going to get shit your whole life, and you just need to, like, you know, prepare for it, because you're just going to get shit your whole life, because that's the kind of person you are. And basically saying that you're no good, yeah. you're n- kind of dumb, Mm-hmm. And so your and you life get, like is a little bit of that like embarrassment that the father has felt yeah. for having like Ox as a son. You get that little he bit definitely of definitely a little regret. He's like, look, you know, I'm ashamed of a lot of a lot of things, and like I got to leave before I regret you. Yeah, like I'm at the point where like if I spend any more time with you and your mother, that I'm gonna regret you. I can't imagine as an impressionable young boy to hear your father tell you that he regrets you, and, and it's he's not even. Leave you that the the statement from the father itself that makes it so heart-wrenching it's actually ox's reaction he, that i think well, that he believes is it. because he's honestly but he's at this table and he just kind of like you know where are you going and the dad's telling him basically i'm leaving but like ox yeah. still is holding out this hope that no my dad's not leaving and he's just like okay so what we're like talking about things like oh when you come back we're gonna do this whatever right and it's like he knows that his dad's leaving but he doesn't want to believe it and the thing is i think that the father interprets it as ox being too stupid to know what's going on but he's not yeah he's just trying he's just to be a hopeful hopeful, hopeful yeah. that his father's not leaving that he's not gonna have to tell his mom once his mom gets back from her shift at the diner that their father has left and yeah. honestly caused him a lot of financial problems and he's i think he's wake. been abusive to the mother as well yes. we get hints of that for sure yes that he wore the pretty that. dress like i remember there's like one memory where he thinks of his mom how beautiful she looked in this dress and the next time he saw her in it it was torn and and she's like he didn't mean it like so we we see that this is y'all this is a very unhealthy it was the best thing for them the was best that he thing left. for him to go was that he left for, so but, that he did no more physical damage to the mother and no more emotional damage to ox even though he's left his mark on ox because right. it does affect him but not in the way that it could have i think yeah. that other authors might have made it a more debilitating well, and, that and that's, that's the thing. I think Ox uses this every now and then. He thinks these things of himself, but at the same time, he uses it to propel himself upward. Yes, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, and and right in the shadow of his father leaving, we get that he has a special relationship with Gordo, who is the um he owns a mechanic shop up the road, and like, and he's always told his father used to work there, and he's always told Ox, "Look, when you're old enough, I'll give you a job, and you'll have a job." here as well and so ox at like 12 is like i need a job now because like in the gordo's like it's how been a bad couple is it? it's been a couple months since his dad yes. has left and like 
His mom obviously doesn't want to reach out for embarrassment. I mean, it's it's an embarrassing situation to be in, but Ox being this sweet angel that literally he's like pouring his heart out to Gordo and saying like, my dad said I need to be the man. So like, if you could just give me a full time job job now, you know, so that I can help my mom and Gordo. The support system that Ox gets is just like, honestly, it breaks my heart, but in a good way. Right. And I think that this is what I told Juliet going in. I was like, I cried, but it wasn't always because I was sad. It wasn't sad. sad. It's because I was so overcome with just emotion in general, not just specifically sadness. Right. It's from, you know, joy, happy, from commiserating with the situation. Gordo pays off all their, he's like, he pays off their bills. Yes. Like, so their mortgage is up to date, everything. And basically, Ox works for six months and he says, your bills are paid off. Now everything yeah. else is yours. Obviously, it's a lie. Yeah. Ox could not have paid that much amount. And I, I really love the view of, of a child being like, well, he says it was paid off and so I believe him. But you as a reader know. Right. And we I know. think that that's what's so special about the way that TJ Klune writes it because I think that that's the perfect example is we're in Ox's point of view and he thinks – Things are one way just because of his mindset. And we as a reader have more information because of it. We right. know that Gordo is actually <laughs> taking on this debt for himself right. and not expecting Ox to pay it off. And that gives us more information as a reader and allows us to have a more connection with Gordo because like, of it. It just, happens so many times right. in the book. I was about to say, just like when we know when the Bennets arrive, we know they're werewolves. But exactly. Ox has no idea. And Ox has no idea. Y'all, can I it's just so like, true. I told Justin this too. I was like, I have so many like Cullen vibes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's this is like, not a negative. We no, we, we, not at all. Twilight. We know its limitations, but we right. also celebrate it for what it is exactly. and what it's done for the romance community. Excellent. And it's said. an absolutely in no way a negative comparison. Whenever we say that we get Cullen vibes, it's no. just the fact that there is this, this human boy this, and this precious who family feels comes to like town. an outcast, right. and then this family comes in. That's very other, and, and we have um, this, they're rich, and you we know, have this deep forest, like this, yes. like this, like beautiful forest in o- very Oregon. small town vibes, small town, you yes. know. So it, it felt everything like that. that we loved about Twilight, but elevated, elevated. <laughs> That's what I said. It was like everything I loved about Twilight, but like times a hundred percent. Like yes. you know, like everything felt like next level, like the supernatural, know? the discovering of hey, we live in a world with supernatural creatures. It yeah. has all that. Yeah. It has a small town vibes that me and Juliet really enjoy. Right. So, yes, we absolutely love it. And the first meeting with the Bennett family is actually with a single Bennett. (laughs) It's a Joe. A Joe. Little bitty Joe. So can we talk about this first meeting? Because it it is so special. And I do want to touch on what Juliet says is we as a reader have a lot more information. And especially me as a paranormal reader, I was like, Faded mates, one hundred percent. Me too. When, so, I, I, when when they first met, because I had never even read the blurb. You just said read it, and I yeah. was like, okay, I'm gonna fucking read it. And then when I saw it, I was like, he's meant to be with this little boy. Yeah. Like I was like, that's his soulmate. Yeah. Like <laughs> this first meeting. If you are a lover and reader of romance, you will one hundred percent recognize that these two are soulmates upon yes. their first. Meeting yes. and Joe is only ten and Ox is sixteen. You will know because. Joe, and it's more special than you even realize it's until so later. It's so special. So <laughs> Joe is this little boy, and he's at the end of the lane. And Ox is like, never sees people. Yeah. And Joe is like this precocious 10-year-old, ten year, ten year old, and he's like, hey, hey, 
What's that smell? Do you smell that? Like it what smells like that? pine cones and peppermint and awesome and, and awesome, like, epic and awesome, epic and awesome. <laughs> and Ox is just like I don't smell the thing, Yo, but the like funny he's thing- it's infectious. The way that he's like so joyous and exuberant <laughs> and the opposite of Ox, the opposite of Ox. Can I just Ox say the way that Ox just accepts Joe and accepts their family and accepts like all their eccentricities? And I told Justin, he's so this open. Too. He's so open. He's to it so all. open. And because later. Later, you're going to discover really quickly that Joe's brothers are even like openly, like almost like invasively infect- affectionate. Oh my god, I, know, I fucking love this! I can't wait like, to talk about like that. It's like crazy. Yeah, and I find it so interesting. And I told her this. I was like, you know, this would never work if he had not been abandoned by his father. If he was in a healthy, like nuclear family or whatever, he might be wondering or not as accepting as people. And also, so just like kind of being like, like a little bit of an outcast. It honestly that's makes what I'm me. It, it, yeah. it's, it's a little bit similar to the way that Nalini Singh has set up her side changing world, and that the changelings have this thing where it's like if you're touch starved, like yeah, it's like yeah, unhealthy for a right. changeling, which is a shifter right. in in her world. It's unhealthy for a changeling to not go without physical affection, and it does not have to be sexual in nature right. it is legit familial like touch petting. like petting just like, and just being like affectionate like i'm here for you i'm here right. if you need me i always have your back kind of thing and i feel like that's what tj clune also has in his Definitely. book it's just not yeah. as clearly yeah. defined it does not have a label on it but you mm-hmm. get those same feelings Absolutely. of it and you get that closeness of family and um crystal from crystal's bookish life had posted someone did a drawing of like all like the wolves and the guys like Aww, all laying against like each other. Yes! Oh no, I need to see that. I'm going to send it to you after this. Oh but my God. That's it's wonderful. so phenomenal. So in this first, in this first meeting with Ox and Joe, it's like, you know, something's going on because, because you know that mm-hmm. Joe is smelling something specific in like, if in you have Ox. ever read a shifter romance, <laughs> you know that the shifters yeah. smell their Come mates on, and like y'all. they smell a specific scent and like <laughs> it's, it's special to them. And so I was like, I immediately knew it's it was like, epic and awesome. It's epic like and Joe awesome. And, and so obviously Joe is smelling Ox. Yeah. And us as the reader were like, so he thinks Ox is epic and awesome. Uh, yeah, so Ox is his <laughs> mate. So then I love that he drags him down to his, meet his family. And the Bennets are all, they're very polite, but they're like, they're Almost watching. Wary, yes, wary. They're, and they're watching Ox very deliberately, very carefully. It is a very unique scene. I love the way that TJ Klune describes the And like reactions. us as the reader, we don't understand exactly what's going on. And neither does Ox. He's like, fucking clueless he's like this little kid and the kid is like practically crawling on his lap like yeah, he's like he's like, like on his back and he's like everywhere calls him like a spider monkey like crawling up not in a him. spider like, monkey that is oh no no that's <laughs> sorry but he does describe him like crawling up him like you know he calls him like a little tornado like and a little stuff, tornado like, yeah yes <laughs> we'll use the same metaphor yes <laughs> exactly so it's just honestly amazing and i think what also endears i just love reading books about nice people the villains of this book are so secondary because yeah. the time spent in establishing these characters and these like really healthy, amazing emotional Bonding connections mm-hmm. overtakes everything. That it's yeah. like, yes, there is a plot going on in the background, yeah. but what stands out to me the most is the development of the friendships and the development of the relationships between Ox and the Bennets. Yeah. And I so think I, it's so special. I absolutely 
100% agree with you. And you and I have talked about this before. Like, we're kind of so tired of, like, the mustache twirly villains that take up so much space. Yeah. And, like, the mean girls who are always in the mix. Like, fucking get rid of them and let's see some, like, true loving, you know, bonding moments between yeah. real people who are kind and the ma- generous. And, the majority and care of this book other. was really focused on it was emotions. On, it was about the, the healthy bonding love emotions. And see, uh, and, and I think that's what TJ Klune did so well is he showed Ox lacking. And not that his mother has tried everything. Like she's given everything oh to God, Ox. Like their so relationship beautiful. is so perfect and lovely. But Ox is still hungry for more. Like he still wants Because love, whenever it's you know? just the two of them they are so overburdened with just like the way that the world Keeping works, the, house the finances you know? and all that, exactly. that they really can't enjoy yeah. just the, the, the good things in life yeah. because they're so stressed. And right. like, I can completely just relate to like, whenever you're stressed, you can't even see the beautiful things. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think that that's how it is with Ox and his and mom just, is they, they don't have a chance to relax. But once the Bennett's come on, it changes. Once Gordo is like in their life and Ox has like, Oh my God, one of the most special moments is he talks about when his father has like his, you Uniform in the auto shop. Just, Usually, you mm-hmm. get like overalls with your like name stitch on it. Mm-hmm. And so, when Gordo gave Ox his own shirt with his name stitched on it, it like Ox was just like tearing up because he was like, <laughs> "This means something. I'm yeah. a man. Like yeah. I'm important. This means something." You know what I'm saying? And I, I think TJ Klune does that all so well. That like yeah. the meaningfulness of all the connections that they've established. And I really do like the way that the Bennets even take in his mom. Like Maggie. Absolutely. She becomes Pack. She well. becomes Pack as Can well. Can we say one thing else about, about the first being? So he, Ox starts to become close to the rest of the family. And I love when he meets Carter. And then, um, we, we're, Carter's described as the same age as Ox. Ox yeah. You know, so they're like similar in age, would be good friends. But when Joe sees them sort of make like a, I guess like a connection, like, hey, there's another dude my age. Joe immediately is like, I saw, I saw him, him first. first. <laughs> <laughs> it was- and listen, and Ox is just like, haha, funny. But like us as romance readers is just like, this is a mate sticking his he claim. I'm claiming him at 10. <laughs> at 10. It is so epic and oh, awesome. It is epic In Joe's and awesome. words. Y'all, In Joe's words. Y'all. So one great thing is that once Carter and Kelly, who are the older of the Bennett children, mm-hmm. go to school with Ox and Ox has been bullied, oh, they yeah. legit a- just like don't let him be bullied I anymore at it. all. And love I absolutely it. love the scene because it just like feels like you really don't see too much of Ox at school, which honestly, I'm glad that TJ Klune decided not to focus on that right. because it is very sad. We just see these passing moments of him passing being bullied. Moments. Yeah. And repeatedly. this scene where Carter literally was like, I'll fucking kill you if you ever approach yeah, he, him like, again. he like shoves his face in the like, locker. He and is like under the protection of the Bennets. Like nobody messes with Ox. Like spread the word. And then, and then y'all. So then we have like, you know, of course in high school, the cafeteria scene is always like where you sit in the cafeteria and who you sit with is always sort of like a, you know, where status you, thing, a status thing. thing. Right. So, of course, he goes and sits with the Bennets, but um, Carter and Kelly don't sit opposite him. They sit on the same side of the bench with him. Like and very crowding, close. And very very close. close, like crowding him in. But it's like, even though, like, even he, Ox hears, like, other people saying, oh, yeah, the Bennets are, like, fucking Ox behind, whatever. And and Ox is just, like, Every, it doesn't, nothing bothers everyone him. everyone else, bothers it's, like, him. very weird, but Ox just right. revels in that type of affection. Exactly. Because he knows that exactly. Kelly and Carter have his back, and it's just, like, it's so nice. It is familiar. To feel it's that, familial. to feel that 
security. Closeness. Yes, and affection. And affection that these two men have for him. And I yeah. I love it. I this, do too. Listen, this is like one of the scenes that I've teared up about. This is why <laughs> I was like, this is so good because it's like the simple things. The simple yeah. things of Ox yeah. appreciating like everyone else thinks this is weird, but I honestly just love the feeling that they were so close by. And I'm just like, that just <laughs> speaks to the loneliness that he's loneliness. had to deal with and like how he doesn't feel oh. alone anymore. And I honestly was like just fucking tearing up this whole yes. time. And I was just like, why is this so beautiful? It's amazing. Again, oh, it's again, so good. And it goes back to the beginning. I told y'all and when I first read like the first 6%, I told Jess and I was concerned because I was just like the sadness was so deep for me because I already was in love with Ox. Like I loved him, loved him, And you him, don't want anything him. bad to happen to your characters. You don't right. want them to experience emotional like, pain. I feel so much pain. Like I can't take it. But at the same time, him having all those abandonment issues, it just, you know, the Bennets fill the well. Do you know what I'm saying? And it made so much sense and it just – it it made my heart like burst with love yes. for the Bennets. Yes. The more they loved Ox, the more I loved them, you mm-hmm. know? And I, so, I totally agree. Right. And I really like that Thomas, not that he needed another mother figure, but Elizabeth does become another mother figure to him. Yes. And, and Thomas definitely becomes a father figure. Also, Gordo is already a father figure too. Yeah. So I just really like how, though he doesn't have like the traditional upbringing of, you know, a father and a mother, and though his mother was very present and loving in his life, it was just really nice to have that extended family that the Bennets become and that Gordo had already become for him. It was just really nice to see all that. Yeah. And as Ox gets older... And well, there's a scene. There's we, a scene whenever Joe and Ox are still young. They're still they're still babies. We're talking about his nightmares. And Ox. yes, so Joe has some nightmares, and Ox discovers and later Carter comes and fetches them from his house. Yes, because it's like we need you to be there. And again, this is something so amazing that TJ Klune does because since we're in first person point of view of Ox, we only have we only experience what he knows to be true. Mm-hmm. But as readers, we already know that Ox <laughs> is the mate of Joe. Right. And so whenever Carter comes to get Ox He's like, and is like, you need to come help Joe. Ox is just like, I'll do anything to help my friend. But yes. us, as a reader, we're like, but you're special because you're his mate. So obviously right. you can do more right. for him than anybody else can. Right. And he just accepts all this. And so he just goes over there and he's like comforting Joe. And we do find out later, and Ox does find out later, that Joe was actually kidnapped whenever he was young. Right. That there are... By our big bad. My big bad. And so Ox does find out later that the Bennets are all werewolves. But there's also in this paranormal community. There's this guy named Robert Livingstone, and he was big bad, and also Richard Collins. So these are these two big bad Yeah, Richard Collins was the one is who a kidnapped werewolf. Joe. Yes, He's a and werewolf. he kidnapped Joe, and he tortured them um, in retaliation for Thomas. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but the point is Joe was kidnapped. He was tortured to get to Thomas, and he was subsequently rescued, and Joe had not spoken for yes. a very long time. In the, the first second that he was whenever he met Ox. And, he saw Ox on the and that's why the, the Bennett's reactions were right. so strange is because this was the first time that they saw He'd their spoken like in son a year spoke. or yeah. whatever. And and they recognized the reason he spoke is because that's his mate. The other thing is is that the day that they meet, it is Ox's sixteenth birthday. Mm-hmm. And Joe sends brings him like a belated gift and Joe was very nervous, like to the point of almost like shaking in tears about what he was giving to him. And Ox unwraps it like, and it's like I know. I know. <laughs> so when Oxen wraps it, it's this little stone wolf, and Joe is 
I can imagine this little boy trembling, just trembling, hoping that Ox will love it. And Ox is like, he t- tells, this is what's interesting. He tells Thomas, Joe's father, he's like, what's, what's wrong, Ox? He's like, it just feels precious to me. Yes. And, he, and he goes, that's because it is. Yes. And we learn later that um, a wolf gives his mate his, his own Stone representation wolf. of his wolf once in his lifetime. Yeah. Every wolf has a stone wolf that right. whenever they find their mate, they give it to the to other them. person. Because it's almost like, think of it as like their a heart. wedding ring. Yes, exactly. It's like this, ring. you own me. Like <laughs> this is me. Thank you. Take it. Yes. And this is, this is what's so beautiful about TJ Klune is because me, whenever Joe gives Ox the stone wolf, I immediately knew. I was like, this is a mate thing. I'm like, this is a, he's and giving he's him 10. something and he's 10. And like, oh. he even mentions, he was like, my mom said that I should wait, but like, I don't want to. And so I she finally said it. it was okay. Like, hey, you're young. And he doesn't even understand yeah. what we are. Like, Ox is human. Ox is human. Like this, this is a lot of complications, but Joe is so adamant. He's just like, I need to give he's Ox mine. my wolf. I need and, to give it to him. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so and Ox as a recognizes reader, it's special, even though he yes, doesn't understand, but he why, doesn't know why he understands it, and that's what is so that's what's so amazing. It's like he doesn't even quite get it, but at the same time, he realizes he has this, this innate innate feeling that it right. is important, and so he keeps but it. Like, it does create this interesting conflict because when Ox is older. And he's dating for the first time in high school. He starts dating this girl named Jessie, yeah. who is the younger sister of a person who works at the auto shop with Ox. And those people are very important. Uh-huh. And you should definitely get to know them. But obviously, we can't touch on everything that happens in this book because it's a fairly thick book. She's thick, okay? <laughs> Just letting you know. Yes. And so he starts dating Jessie. And my heart broke because we know that Ox is Joe's mate. And we know that Ox has no idea that he is Joe's mate. And so when he starts dating Jesse and Joe finds out for the first time, my heart broke because it's like this little boy, he understands that Ox doesn't know. Doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. And he has to stand by while Ox experiences normal teenage that, things. He starts to disappear. Like in, in, and Ox starts to understand that he doesn't just like, Girls, he likes boys. And so he has like a passing fling with a guy who comes in town when he's a little bit older. And he notices that Joe, he doesn't see Joe for a few weeks. Like when he's like with this And other Carter guy. tells them, Carter tells um, Ox, you know, you just need to give him some space. And so we, it honestly affected me so much because uh-huh. I was like, I'm hurting so much for him because it's like, it must be so hard, especially in like the paranormal world. If you're, if you're a first time paranormal reader, it's just like, Faded Mace is so like special because it's like right. you know that someone's your soulmate. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. The connection can deepen over time, but it's like that knowing just makes it so much harder when it's not understood so by all parties. Right. <laughs> like us. <laughs> like who's just experiencing his young teenage sexuality. So I know everything. that one of the one of the amazing scenes that Juliet really loved is when um Joe was allowed into Ox's house for the first time because we discover later that Gordo is actually a witch and he has some history with the Bennett family, especially a certain wolf yes. named and Mark. He's been putting wards around Ox's house to, yes, keep, to the keep the Bennett's out, out. The wolves out. And finally, they come to an agreement once Ox realizes and is informed that the Bennett's are werewolves. Yeah, and tells Gordo, and tells like, Gordo, like, remove the wards. Yeah, fuck this. The Bennett's are like, <laughs> so, have been so good to my family. Like, you have no right to interfere. Like, right. I love you, but like, you can't do this and 
So Gorda takes down the warts, and <laughs> Joe gets to go into the house for the first time. <laughs> the besties, y'all. Okay, so, okay. First of all, he's freaking out. And Thomas, I know, is like, Joe, calm down. Joe. <laughs> like, his, his father's, like, trying to tell him, because he's literally, like, jonesing. Like, he's high. And he's like, he's like, let's go to your room. Can we go to your room? Can we go to your room? And, like, he takes him to his room, and he, like... He growls in the hallway because we know he smells like he Je- smells Jesse. Jesse. And then he and, he, and then he gets in and he's like, I can get it out. I can get it out. I can, I can get that smell out. Like he's like touching everything. Like I, I can. I will I can make overtake that smell my scent. Go away. Yes. And he's like literally losing his mind, touching everything. And then he sees the wolf on the shelf and just is like, You kept it. And, <laughs> and Ox is like, Of course I kept it. And it's I just like, it. but we know it means more to Joe because Joe knows Ox, the significance. Ox doesn't know the significance quite yet, but he has obviously he has a feeling that it's significant. He cares he about Joe. Know. He even tells Jesse she, he's my best friend. Like, so we know those are that very Ox's honestly, feelings. those are another area of the book that I was just like having all the feelings because it's like as much as he was enjoying being in a relationship with Jesse, he would never compromise his friendship with Joe right. for anybody else. For anybody else. And even though Jesse doesn't make him choose necessarily, he does she does bring out she's kind like, of the weirdness like, of it. Like it's a like, strange. She's like it's a little strange, don't you think? Yeah. She's like he's like, no. He's like even like the Bennett's, like they're like all over you. Like, even when they have, like, in the cafeteria, she's sitting Jessie's on one side. across. <laughs> she's sitting on one side, and then Kelly and um, Carter. Carter are literally, like, on top of Ox. Yeah. Staking <laughs> their claim, being like, this is our brother's this mate. This is our I brother's don't, But, like, it's so, it's so, I love <laughs> so the way good. that even though all the Bennets know that Ox is Joe's mate, nobody ever interferes with no. his right to be a child and, and a explore and make, exactly his, and make his own choices and make his own choices of right. who he wants to be with there is right. never a question right. that ox even though everyone knows that yeah. ox is joe's fated mate there's never a question that ox is yeah. entitled to so we have, choose whoever he wants to be with and we have a really funny moment where he and carter are in the car together when they're driving and oh God, um, and i love sick. fucking love carter and kelly so much <laughs> so much i cannot even tell you how much i love them both but um he admits ox admits it's like you know i kind of like guys too like he told he tells carter this like like, like, i don't know i don't know who else to tell but like i just feel like i need to talk about it somebody like i like i like guys like he's like oh really you know and and like carter even teases him he's like well let me take your like your first kiss cherry or whatever yes. and like kisses him and it's playful sort of like, yeah it's a playful thing because he's like ooh, ox is sort of like you know yeah. no you're my brother sort of yes but the funny thing is carter says well that'll make things easier later yes. and it's such a line for the reader for the reader yeah, like, like, tj clune of course it will. <laughs> tj clune is absolutely phenomenal in putting these things for the reader yeah. and it not being like not treating the reader as like oh you're too stupid to get it so let me spell it out for you it's right. very subtle it's just a subtle drop and Ox doesn't so under, Ox just lets it go. Yes. Like he knows the Bennett's are a little peculiar and they say things and whatever. And, and he's he just, just kind of like, accepting. okay, it's fine. He's like, okay, yeah, whatever. it's fine, it's fine. He's like, I don't know what that means, but, but okay. But you know? <laughs> once Joe is 17. Oh my God. Uh, let's stop. Ox <laughs> is doing, okay, so now he knows, Ox definitely knows that the Bennett's are werewolves and, and he's been, been like and inducted into been, that like, whole They've been training situation. him on how to yes. fight and they've had a couple of incidents Ex- where they've bad explained, guys come to town and They've stuff explained like, that. like the dangers and that right, the basically Omegas. the Bennett's are like royalty yes. in the wolf community. Of course they are. <laughs> of course, of they, course are. they are. And they came to Green Creek is because that's where they're from, that's where they always gravitate towards, but well, there's, the like forest, a, 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 there's like a, there's like a, 
base for all the shifters yeah. and it's not the there. land and the land is like sort of a part of them it's almost like the magic in the land is also in the wolves it calls, so it calls to, them. to them right which i really and they're really, stronger really on the land they're stronger on Yo, that land of green creek I'm, this little small town yeah. with like one stoplight you know what i'm saying Yo, i'm such a fucking tree hugger like i was <laughs> all into this i was just like yes that we're one with the one land with the land nature. is one with us like i'm just yes. like yes i we love must, this we must so go much. into the forest and commune <laughs> and i love <laughs> I love how um, once he figures out that they're wolves and Thomas always takes Joe out to the forest because mm-hmm. Joe, even though he's the youngest, he is the next he's alpha. He's meant to be alpha. He is right. born alpha. And Ox starts accompanying them on their walks as well. <laughs> and like Thomas like teaches Ox things. And it's yeah. just very amazing how he's integrated yeah. into the world despite him being human. And so – he well, finally we notices. Have, well, we have the tradition, the family tradition of the Sunday dinners, which I oh, really love. I love Sunday dinners. Oh, the tradition. And I loved how Ox always said, it's tradition. And Elizabeth would always say, yes, it's tradition. Like it was like something that they did as a family. And it was I really beautiful. love that. That little, yes. that little connection, just being like, no matter what happens, it's, it's Sunday dinner. You know, we're going to be together. We're going to be family. together. And I love so that, love that whole familial thing, connection. So it is one of the Sunday dinners. And Carter and Kelly and um, Joe have been off training in the woods, and <laughs> Joe and is shirtless and in shirtless shorty in like shorts. Shorty shorts, and he comes back, and they're all laughing. Ox is walking along with like I don't know tomatoes from the garden, and he literally walks into the side of the house. Yes, so Ox <laughs> normally he's ogling. Joe, he like just has noticed Joe is fucking hot. It's the first time he's ever seen him sexually. Yes, and it is so amazing. And the thing is, it's a callback from when the first time he noticed Jesse. It's because he's only had sexual feelings for a couple people, and Jesse's yeah. been one of them. And whenever he first saw Jesse at the auto shop, he walked he like, into, walks a, into door. a door, and right. so it's like immediately when this <laughs> happens, immediately when Ox walks into the into the house, and every Carter's like. What just happened? No, I love Kelly. Goes, and Kelly's what's like, going on? yeah, what's and Carter happening? and Carter's like, it's happening. He's acting so weird, but I think that it's so funny that Carter knows what's going Carter on. Carter knows. Kelly's like, I don't get it. I love and that Kelly doesn't get it. It's I don't know why it cracks me up. So funny. funny. It is hilarious. So Carter goes back to Ox's house, and Ox is so embarrassed because he has a fucking boner. Well, the other thing is, is that they can scent arousal. They can, yes. and they can, and that's hear what Ox is like. Beat. I have to, I have to leave because they're gonna know. They're gonna, smell they're gonna sex know, me and they're gonna, they're gonna hear my heartbeat, my heart rate. And, like you and can't even, hide anything from those wolves. So Carter brings him back, and still, like his heart rate is going ninety miles an hour. And Joe, there's a at moment, the dinner table. Joe looks and sees him, and he's like, oh. oh. <laughs> Finally, it and is. So Joe is like dipping his finger in cream and sucking he's like on licking his it. And even his and dad Thomas is like, goes, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, stop. Give him a break. <laughs> Yo, it is honestly the most epic scene it in is the whole entire book. Phenomenal. It is, it is so, so good, good so because good. everyone has been waiting for Ox for the, to get a for clue. For Ox to finally recognize Joe. Joe and, as you know, his for partner. Joe to be old enough, honestly. But right. true, too. Man. Oh, my God. It was so it was good so when good. this happened because Joe was just like, Joe was <laughs> reveling was in like, it. Joe was just like, I felt this way for years. <laughs> like, like I'm so happy. This is amazing. Then, y'all, and then the best thing is all of a sudden he's courting him. So he shows up at his house. Guys, Joe courting Ox full, is the sweetest thing ever. First of all, he's in like funny. a full tux. He goes to his mom. He's at his mom. He's bringing flowers. He goes, guys. What does he say exactly? Like, 
he tells like he tells Ox's mom that he wants to mount him. Basically, I want to mount him for so life. Funny, and, and she's like, like, and she goes, okay. and she goes, oh, that's more information than I needed to have. But you know, that's very nice. <laughs> the fact that Joe's family is literally outside the window as well because they're they hear listening. Snickers because they're like they know Joe was nervous. I love Ox goes to the window and they're all God. laying on their backs just listening. Yeah, just <laughs> listening at the window. It honestly, it's the best, the best thing that ever happened to me ever is reading these scenes. <laughs> So good. And it's just so amazing, so phenomenal that this this you know thing that's been building for so yeah. long is finally happening. So the reader gets the sense of like finally, oh finally, finally. This is so amazing. Good. This is sweet. Then he starts and he brings in like, like dead, dead animals, and stuff. yes. Like and then know. Joe's and then Ox is like, "This is great, yeah, maybe not." And then <laughs> I'm being he gets muffins. <laughs> then he gets muffins, mini muffins at Gordo's shop. Gordo is. Obviously grumpy because All the he guys doesn't want it. the wolves. Yeah. All the guys are like, this is great. Like, um, this is awesome. And I honestly really love – so one thing that we didn't talk about is that um, the sexuality of wolves is fluid. Yeah. I love that Clune's says world, that. that it's fluid. I it doesn't matter. Term, it doesn't you know, even like, matter what anybody is. There's it's no like, label for anyone. No it's label for anybody. Whatever, they like who they love. like. Yeah. They like who they like and that's it. And there's no expectation <laughs> that you're supposed to end up with a certain person or not. And it's right. just it's just whatever. And everyone's very accepting. And I love that. I absolutely love it. I think it's yeah. phenomenal and sweet and so good. But So at this point, then we start getting – so we're going to move forward again. Then we see Richard is back in, in on the scene. And basically, he is – he comes and attacks them. He attacks yes. the family. And they are basically, they're all out in the woods. They're battling him and his omegas. Omegas are um, werewolves who basically turn feral. They have like yes. purple eyes. They're like, com- they have more- no pack. They have no like tether. Right. You know? They're just more beast than man. And sometimes you can have an alpha to omegas, but it's really only if you're like animalistic enough to control them. You yeah. Know? And so, um, so we have a really like emotional scene where Thomas actually tries to give his alphaness to ox he's like i can feel it in you you can be you can be alpha because they're separated from everybody else and he knows if richard gets to him and takes it then they'll all be doomed because so richard's just the alpha aspect is transferable right it doesn't matter if you're born to be alpha you can become alpha if you like power yeah if you basically like take the heart you, of the exactly. alpha you have very to brutal, stick your claws into their chest and like rip out their innards basically yes, yes you know and take the power and so tom's is like you need to take it i need to bite you but before all this happens then joe comes on the scene and so we have like a really emotional Yes, his father is dying in front of him. Gordo builds uh, basically a a shield of witchery to keep Richard out long enough for Joe to say goodbye to his father and to kill his father to take his power. Yes. Like that's the only way. Very emotional. It is. It's so heart-wrenching. Because his father's dying already. It's like there's no hope for Thomas to like come back from that. Right. He's severely wounded through this whole battle and he's like, either Richard's going to take it or you need to take it. Yeah. So it needs to be you. And so um, Richard runs away injured and then we have this super mournful scene so sad. So Elizabeth, sad. Elizabeth is Elizabeth, devastated. She stays in wolf form. She won't even shift. She won't and shift she out of wolf form. Oh my God, y'all. So sad. It is so incredibly hard. sad. <laughs> and not only that, so now Joe's alpha. Yeah. But not only are they like, now they're on their guard. They're waiting for Richard to strike because, you know, there's lots of history. And yeah. I'm not going to go into all that history. I want to focus more on like the relationship between Joe and Ox during the podcast. But it, the, it's phenomenal. 
phenomenal. TJ Klune is a genius. And the thing is, more tragedy strikes. So not only is Joe like the alpha and stuff like that, <laughs> and he has new responsibility, and there's these people coming from like out of town that are part of the werewolf community the who also community. just happens to right. be prejudiced against humans. Right. So they, they don't understand, right. they don't understand how the Bennett's in their, yeah, yeah, right. they don't get that. <clears throat> but the thing is, Ox goes to his house and normally they're not supposed to go anywhere like alone but they think right. since Ox's house is right next door it's like not a thing. Right. And they have like others and they have wards. Gordo has wards around the right. whole town of Green Creek. Right. But there's there's an issue because there's kind of a traitor. This guy mm-hmm. that ca- came from the larger werewolf community named Osman who is like a liaison between like a temporary alpha. We'll find out more about her later on in the series. And so Ox goes home and um, because he gets this, like, text being, like, you need to come yeah. over here. And, like, mm. so he gets there and his mom is basically being held by all the bad guys. Yes. And it is – there's been and these wards around war the house where nobody right. else can hear anything inside. Because the thing is, like, anytime he needs his pack, he can, they'll sense the alarm and yeah. come running. Because, because they're really of the good wars, at sense, yeah, right, suppress. All of it's suppressed. Right. And I think that's what's really cool, too, is we haven't mentioned much that even though he's human, he is pack. Like, he – he he he. Oh, the way that TJ Klune writes that, like pack, pack, pack. Whenever right. there's like a feeling of pack, yes. like yes. whenever there's a feeling that I belong, TJ Klune writes like pack, 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 and it's just so good. It's it so good. It's beautiful. so it's so amazing and lyrical and beautiful and poetic, and I love it. So we have this really sad moment that basically um, Richard has has Omegas in the house, has his mother captive, and's like, if you don't bring Joe and Thomas to me now, I will gut your mother and kill her. Yeah, and so he has to make a choice between his mother and his mate and he started he realizes yeah he knows that joe's that joe's meant for him but the thing is like his mother makes the decision for like he's and she's become so strong too like over the years being with the bennett's being part of this family and she just like i know what he's trying to do and i'm not gonna let you make that decision i'm making the decisions she gives it's like she looks at her son and gives him a look like this isn't going to end this way and she basically you know chooses that she's she going to sacrifice herself so she struggles enough kicks some of the others they they kill her and he runs he runs out enough so that the pack comes and then they're able. but this is a turning point because yes. once once th- there's been too many deaths there's been right. thomas there's thomas, been maggie and it's yes. all been on there the bennett's territory and so joe makes this decision by himself that he kelly Carter and Gordo, which is very interesting because Gordo has wanted nothing really to do with the Bennets up right. until like, you know, it was necessary. Like he doesn't want to be involved in them more than he ha- with them more than he has to. Right. They're going to go hunt Richard Collins yeah. because it's never going to end and they need to end this. And so they need to go. And we and know the decision, that it can take a long, long yes, time. And the decision is that Ox has to stay behind. So Ox, Mark, and Elizabeth have to stay behind. And Ox feels very betrayed because yeah. he's like, oh, so I can't come because I'm human. Like, and yeah. also you made this decision without me. Without like, even d- deciding. Ev- you, you literally talk to every single person besides, besides me. Like, me. But I'm supposed to be your mate. Like, right. what the fuck is going on? Well, and that's it too is there's like um, guys from out of town coming in and out of the house and they're all talking to Joe behind closed doors. And Ox is always, always left out of every conversation. Yeah. So I totally understood Ox's I isolation and his feelings of anger 100 i was angry as well because i I'm was just like, so mad there was no 
conversation, like to involve, like just to yeah. keep them up to date. Like, yeah, I understand how you want to make your decision as alpha, but like to know that Ox is going to object and you want to make that decision anyway. So you decide to just take that decision out of his hands. It was right. just like a betrayal. And I was just like, it was. Joe, but Yo. also Joe is young, you know, he's young, he's, young. he's, literally he's experienced a trauma. Point. He's a 17 year old yes. alpha. And so, look, I was furious. Um, <laughs> and this is like halfway into the book, yeah, too, by the way. Gonna, There's so much that happens. We're going to tra- We're gonna fast forward. It's a three lot. years. Three years they're fucking three years. gone. Three fucking years. And the thing is, Joe's like, I can't talk to you. I can't text you. Like, right. I'll, I'll so text every you every now once and then, in a while. He'll send a text But, from like, a we can't phone. actually talk because it'll be too hard. Like, we're on a mission yeah. and we can't we can't be missing home. You know what I'm saying? And then there comes a time where he just says, like, um, I'm sorry, and then stops talking to him altogether. Throws away his burner phone. And right. the thing is... The whole reason that Joe and them left is to protect Ox and make sure that, like, they are on the offensive. But the thing right. is, while they're gone, there mm-hmm. are Omegas that show up during at the town. They have to fight. And, and they alpha, have to fight. Oh, Alpha. And Ox becomes Alpha in that moment of the It's pack. amazing because the it thing is, is so cool. you as a reader are aware that Ox is – is showing these alpha tendencies and abilities that no human could possibly have, but he does have them and he doesn't know. But like other people know, like you could tell that Elizabeth knows. Oh my goodness. The pack responds to him. And it's just so phenomenal the way that he brings all these people together. His pack is built. So we have Robbie, who's a werewolf, a cute little handsome werewolf. He basically replaces the traitor. The traitor guy. He's like a liaison with like the head of all over the U.S. Yes. Uh, The Alpha Hughes. What's her name? Mm -hmm. Hughes. So anyway, so Robbie's there and he's got kind of a man crush on us. Like he even tries to kiss him once, and he Ox tries just, like, to kiss him and Ox there. because everyone knows that Ox and like, Joe are like meant to be mates, and like, but Robbie is feeling this like, attraction. Has been he can't been three help years. it, yeah. God and Ox him. and he's just like, I thought I could try, and Ox is just like, No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But he's like, you know, you're my friend, but but Robbie's loyal <laughs> to the nth degree. Like I love it when Joe comes back and Robbie's just like, No, you've not been here. But um, but he's also built um Gordo's um the the guys at the shop who become part of the pack. We have huge humans in the pack y'all because Jesse ox too. decides to clue them in on what's happening because whenever gordo yeah. leaves he's so mad that they left him and he's just like i'm not i'm not lying to them these are yeah. my family as well so i'm filling them in on all the paranormal aspects that is going on so now all the guys at the auto shop and Jesse rico Which is and no. chris rico, and, oh and God, uh tanner so they all know about it and jesse who's the ex of Ox gets filled in, mm-hmm. and she was like, "That's why." <laughs> She's like, "Now it makes now sense. It all makes sense." But it, I think it's so, so funny. So he builds his own path. Yes, he builds while his own Joe pack. is gone. Right. Right. And it's phenomenal. Okay. And so when Joe finally returns, okay. three years later, still have oh. not caught Richard Collins. So, oh, the only thing that happened is he did send someone home. He met someone, and his name was King. And he's and, like part of these like werewolf hunter people. Yeah, that once demolished. Um, 
Richard, the big bad's family. Yeah, so, that was his backstory of yeah. why Richard Collins is evil, but we won't right. go out into that That's like right now. Long. <laughs> so anyway, so he comes and he goes like, he sent me a message and his message was not yet. Yeah. And so those are the two words he has. And like, so Ox has heard nothing from Joe. So Joe comes back with Carter and Kelly and he's as big as they are. Of course, he's a man. Huge. Now. They look Three a little years. bit feral. They're all like shaven heads. Don't shaven look heads, anything like bearded, when they left. Like wild wild hard, untrusting. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like a change, oh, complete change, and like it's so. Funny it's amazing because there's two alphas facing off. It's Ox yes. and Joe. They're two yes. alphas, and like suddenly Green Creek has become his territory. Like, yeah, Ox's territory. Oh, it's, it's so. so it's such a cool it's switch. So but what I needed, you guys, I was hurting as much as Ox. Like I would have been upset if he just instantly forgave him, and but he doesn't. And he like, tell, he tells Joe, he goes. Not yet. And walks away. I'm like, that's right, you oh. fucking bitch. You're going to wait until I am good and okay with this. I also think feelings. that it was phenomenal the way that TJ Clune's pacing is unparalleled. Oh, yeah. I think that everything that happened happened exactly when it should have happened. Agreed. I was not impatient for anything to go on because he just has done it so well. TJ yeah. Clune has structured the novel so well. Yeah. And – um. It's really interesting the dynamic between Joe is returning and he's meant to be alpha. He's meant to be the alpha of all alphas. Yeah. And Ox knows this, but it's this definite power shift because Ox is it's like this is my power. somehow as a human <laughs> become the alpha of these wolves. Like legit. Yes. They, Mark they, they, they and Elizabeth respond to him, respond to him and like not Joe. he feels them like an alpha does. Like he yeah. has this connection to them. They hear them in their heads. They hear them in their heads. Like everything. They respond to like heartbeats. And like the humans. The humans are part of the pack too. It's yes. just amazing. It's so cool. And, and that's what's a little sad when they come back. Like he's like, I don't feel Joe anymore. Yeah. Like, he's built this separation between us. Yeah. And it's his fault. And, and like, you have you oh. do have to overcome that. And I think that it I think that T.J. Klune does it in a realistic way that it's not like just like as much as I love him and as much as I want him to come back, just the fact that he's back doesn't you've make everything us. okay. You've hurt me. You've hurt us. Yeah. You know? And the thing is, he also has to let Joe know, not right away, but that, hey, you left to protect us, but did you understand did you the shit that we had to deal with I while know. you were gone? Like, you didn't protect us. Like, Omega yeah. showed up here and guess what? We dealt with it. But like, right. it, we were not protected right. because you left. And I love that and Robbie's like standing off with Joe. Robbie is just like, you left. It's so funny. You and he's left. got like his hand, hand on, on Ox and Joe is like, his Joe is eye, like, excuse me? His eyes like excuse won't leave me? Robbie's. He like, I wanted to fucking kill him. He tells him later, oh like I wanted to God, kill him. Oh my God, so good. So, so good. eventually, yeah. they do get on the same page and, and Ox does decide that he needs to let it not let it go, but just like well. Now I'm also, ready to like talk pack, about it for the pack. They all need to try as a pack. They need know? to be strong right. again. You know, they need Richard's to be strong. Coming. Richard's coming. We know yes, he's coming back. They they have more important things to face off on, and they have to be strong in a unit and not split. Whenever Richard does, so make one his of move. my fu- the funniest moments is finally when these two get it on and like have like. Some dirty sex, which is nice. I mean, not TJ like, Clune is good, not full sex, but like sex. TJ Clune is really good at all the sexual uh, oh, yeah. writing. So what? But it's so amazing because like so, uh, so Ox basically comes on Joe, and so the next day, <laughs> the next day they have a meeting, and like Carter and Kelly are like, "We fucking get it, Joe. Take a shower. You stink." 
<laughs> he's like, he's like, you damn right. Like Joe is like, like Joe is shower. so absolutely proud that they have finally done something sexual. And he just like, he I know that everyone will smell me and absolutely know what we've been getting up to. But I don't fucking care because I want everyone to know everyone that to Joe, know. that Ox and I have been together <laughs> intimately. And, and honestly, the dynamic yeah. between the family, the way that Carter and Kelly like tease them all the time, it's yeah. the best thing it, ever. Because they're the happy. They're happy for them, but also right. you can't let that slide. You have to be like, yes, we smell you. I, I we know. I was like, Jesus Christ, Joe, we get it. <laughs> like, come on, dude, take a shower. It's so, so funny. It's it so cracks good. me up. There's so many light and fun moments that there it are. honestly elevates. Because this is then like, okay, we've made a decision. We're going to be Paco as one. So they're being like all formal and they're like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, be like, we will both be alphas of this pack, and right. we're gonna have to learn to trust each other and work as a unit and stuff like that. It's not gonna come easy. It's yeah. not. It's not a decision that you make like, and it just becomes true. Like all of a sudden, they're not just one pack. Like Ox can't feel all of them. Right. It's a gradual thing that happens. But when Richard Collins does make his move and he does bring his Omegas to yeah. attack Green Creek, and they do make a stand, it is very important because they all stand together, right. including the humans and stuff, and they can hear each other and feel. Each each other yes so one of my moments where i started crying was when ox decided to sacrifice himself and meet richard by himself yes and he's on his way y'all he's on his way to meet him by himself and he in in his mind the ghost of thomas sits next to him and the ghost of his mother sits next to him and like give these (laughs) so so, i mean i was just like crying because it's just like we love you you're so strong yes ox like and I was just like, Ox is sacrificing himself for because he loves his pack so much and loves Joe. Yes. And I just, y'all. And he also is like, well, Joe's the alpha of all. And like, I will sacrifice things to keep himself. But the thing is, his pack does not want to let him go. Joe's like, you're just as important. And they all right. come to like the rescue. Of course they do. It's amazing. But not before Ox, like, basically gets his, like, heart ripped out, honestly. Literally. So, um, yeah. Richard a- Collins wants to become Alpha. And right. like we've explained, the way that you become Alpha is ripping out the heart of the other Alpha. And right. basically stealing their Alpha power. Yeah. So, he does that to Ox. But the thing is, Joe does not want to let Ox go. He kills Richard Collins. And he also turns Ox into a werewolf yes. at the end of this book. Yes. So, now Ox is fully werewolf. Because, like, there was one point in the novel where Thomas just, like, offered it to Ox. Like, one day, if you would like, we could turn into a werewolf but it's but completely it's your, your decision yeah and ox is like maybe but maybe not I don't joe know. takes the like decision away because it's like i can't lose you but this is but the I thing yeah <laughs> i mean ox, ox would probably would have done yeah i think so too and i love the last chapter before the epilogue is him waking up as a wolf and he's just like preening i love that he's like prancing around preening and rico and them are like damn he's a badass wolf and he's like yeah i'm a badass wolf. he has like red eyes because alpha Big has red eyes and stuff fur and he's like yes major and they say he's bigger than even joe like yes so you definitely get the sense that throughout the novel even whenever ox was human and while thomas was alive thomas talked about how like he sent something in ox that was like very special right and like a lot of the other wolves that weren't a part of the pack that did come visit they didn't understand they're like i don't understand humans are inferior to us but thomas was like he's not inferior like this is a special person and he paid just as much attention to ox as he ever did to joe so there's a lot of setup with ox being eventual alpha and then also just like the setup at the end that now he's a werewolf and now it's like it's equal if not more power than with joe and joe's supposed to be the alpha of all so it's just like 
It's such a cool, so unexpected good. revelation. Do you it know is. what I mean? Like it was such. There were so many unexpected moments in the story that I just thought was were really beautiful. And of course, we get an amazing epilogue where um, they finally have sex. Where he, where Joe claims, and him, it's there's great like a biting, explicit sex. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so hot, so but good. There's you know apparently like a biting moment when you mate with your you mate to officially yeah. claim. Which yes, you know, there's like no turning back from this like biting. On I'm the neck. all fucking about this claim. Absolutely, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. hot, possessive, awesome. outwardly. All right, showdown, Justin. I don't even know because oh, there's so mine. many good ones. Well, me, I'm going to do There's mine, so then. many. Wait, yeah, you go first. Oh, there, there are so many good ones. There there's are so many good ones. I don't even know what like would be the, like the top of everything. I know. There, I mean, there was like a moment. I mean, when, obviously, I have an obvious one, but I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. know. Okay, so you go first. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I was going to share something else, but that's not my top one. But okay, so the other time I cried a lot, so I just want to share that because we were talking about the moments. So that this really is not your showdown. This, this is, not is my just showdown. crying. Just one more thing, <laughs> one more cry moment that I did not share earlier, and that was when he comes to date him, and Ox says, "But why me? Why would you want oh, me? I'm yes. not good enough." And Joe gets in his face. He's Mad. like, "You." He's furious. He's like, "Don't even, don't you fucking say that." He's like, "You are everything. You're everything. You are Ox. You are like." And he just describes all the beautiful things that make up Ox, and it's wonderful. It's so wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> but my showdown is when Ox finally recognizes his sexual okay, attraction. That's, that's where to I would have. That's, that's what that I would have done too. Whole day where he walks into the house. Runs home like a scared little baby, and then Carter drags him back to the dinner, and then Joe teases him <laughs> at the table, and it the whole family knows. Phenomenal! It's so good. It's, it's just phenomenal. so good. I love that scene think, so much. I mean, that is honestly the best scene because you've been waiting for them to be so something long. for so long, and yeah. it's just like this is this is the best thing ever. It really that was. Ox is finally <laughs> cluing in and catching up to everybody else because everybody has been waiting for this, not right. just Joe. Right. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so I guess my scene, my favorite scene, would probably be when. Joe gives Ox the wolf because of the reader's perspective. It's Mm -hmm. just you realize so much more than Ox does. Ox knows that this is a, an amazing gift, something that he's never had before. This, and he knows it's special to Joe. Right. But as a reader, knowing that Joe was very nervous and that Elizabeth even told Ox, like, oh, he was very nervous giving this to you. You know, it's elevated. The meaning of the yeah, gift for Thomas the reader is elevated. every reaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes it so special. And I think that it just, like, highlights how amazing of a writer T.J. Clune is to include that type of scene where nothing has been said for sure, but – if you pay attention, you know right. what's going on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just so good. It's so good. And so that's good. one of the reasons why it makes it so special once Ox does realize it is because of all these scenes before it, the scenes right. like this, like giving the wolf. And it's just like, <laughs> if there wasn't that buildup, would it be as special oh whenever Ox finds out if yeah. that Joe is so hottie McHotster? Yes. And, it's so awesome. You know, there was another scene we didn't even talk about is whenever Carter accidentally says that he's kissed Ox before. Yes. And Joe's like, what? what? <laughs> and like chases him it down. Chases Oh my he's God. like, I popped his, his I gay popped cherry his, his or whatever. Gay kiss cherry. Oh, it was so fucking good. <laughs> and Joe was like, um, excuse me? It was so, so good, so good, so good. So, so cute, you guys. 
We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. Thank you so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.